Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. All right, here we are, folks, another Thursday night. Uh, looks like we've had some new listeners, so thank you so much. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Hopefully this episode is a little more clear. We'll work with the soundboard a little bit. Not hearing any feedback in the monitor, so that's good. And uh, just thanks to all that have listened. If you're new and tuning in on Apple or just now found the Spotify, um, please go back and check out the prior episodes. Um, there's some cool stuff. And hopefully you'll enjoy the cool stuff for tonight, right? Yep. All right. So if you are new and uh, unfamiliar and, and don't know who we are, know us very well, I guess thanks for still listening. I'm not sure. <laughs> how bored or how much netflix you've already watched to get to this podcast but it's awesome not the lockdown no, it's okay. <laughs> uh you must be all the way through tiger king and, right? <laughs> and the love boat and whatever else is on um so tonight uh we talked about um it's really time to, to dedicate an episode to to camp uh so we we live here and i work at bayshore camp and you've grown up here and we've both served here in different capacities for a long time and we owe a great deal of who we are to this place so it would be good to just explore with everybody you know how god's brought us to this point and this juncture so mm-hmm. we'll start diving in tonight i don't know i don't think we can cover everything in, in 30 minutes of this um, I know it's 20 plus years of the camp experiences. <laughs> I I envision that this, you know, the full extent and capacity of what happens here at the camp and what our experiences have been and the people we ran into, uh, this could be several episodes. And uh, so we'll, we'll see how you guys like this. If there's any benefit or anything that we can find in the depths of our experiences here and uh either continue this through like a little series or we'll break it up with some other stuff in in the middle um so without further ado let's dive in so you you've been here longer yes i have you have experiences here that i don't have so let's dive into that a little bit and what that looks like so tell us a little bit about how you came to be a part of Bayshore and your your first experiences at camp? Well, I grew up um, in a church in Vassar, Methodist Church in Vassar, and I started attending church with my dad's cousin and her daughter, and that's how um, my that's how I started going to church. And because of that, the church had a camp scholarship fund. And so my cousin asked me to come to camp with her and she was involved in a lot of musical theater, choir, all of that kind of stuff, acting, drama. So my very first experience was coming here as a junior music camper um, and uh, in 2000 and I was 10 um, and I wasn't really into a lot of that kind of stuff at that time, but I went to camp because I was invited and my parents were very thankful that I had a majority of it paid for through the church and had a supportive church family. So as most 
families would be. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was way cheaper 20 years ago than it was, you know, or than it is now, but there's also more resources now than there, than there was back then. Sure. I, and I mean, everything was cheaper 20 yeah. years ago, Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, so, you know, did you have any apprehension about coming? Like what was, no, was it scary? I, no, because I still remember standing in the driveway talking to my mom and saying, maybe it's going to be like parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited because I liked the parent trap. So I was like, maybe it's going to be like that. It's going to be awesome. And I can have Oreos and peanut butter and, and just like going on and on about it being like the parent trap. And I was pretty excited. Okay. So what was that first experience like? Was it just like the parent trap? No. <laughs> um, I remember showing up to camp and my counselor at the time made... And I still do this, and maybe it's because of my first experience as a camper. Um, we had little gifts on our bunk, and they made necklaces for us with our names on them. And they were, like, braided of some sort. And the counselors did the first half of it. And then when we got to camp, we got to finish our necklace. But the cool thing is, is my cousin had a slightly shorter name than I did, so she had to do more on her necklace than I did. So it was just kind of one of those things that I remember as a camper. And um, after that, you know, like the week was, the week was good in junior music. You learn a like little musical. So I was part of the choir and got to learn some sign language and some songs and some dance. And at the time they made us do gymnastics, which you can ask my mother is not my favorite thing in the entire world. And I was forced to do gymnastics. So Besides that, it was a good week. I just, you know, didn't like the gymnastics part, but. Okay. So in spite of the gymnastics, you came back. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. And so, and and then what? So, you know, you, you made the decision to come back to camp. What, uh, what, you know, what transpired, you know, briefly in the years after that? Um, so I had two more years as a junior music camper. Um. And basically, like every year I made different friends. And I think that's partially of what um, encouraged me to come back is, oh, I get to meet new friends. And these are different than people I know at school and, you know, kind of that kind of thing. Um, I think it was when I was 12. So my last year in junior music is actually when I, on my, I shouldn't say on my own, but it was a decision made here at camp by myself. <coughs> um was actually to follow christ when i was when i was 12. um so that was you know three years into or into my third year of being a camper um and then after that i um, attended as a camper for senior music so at the time it was more formal choir and formal band which i was in both of those at that time in, in high school um and that carried all the way until I graduated. And then the last year I was my, um, I was a, what they call a camper counselor. They don't really have those anymore, but I got to do everything the campers got to do, but I was counseling my sister's cabin because they needed more counselors. So I was a camper counselor that last year. And then um, it, when I was 16, started counseling junior music and then counseled both for a while, junior music and senior music. Um, up until we got married. Awesome. And then um, you joined in what, 2010, I think it was? Yeah. Yeah. So it came in for senior music. And then after we got married, it switched over to 
what we now know as Worship Arts Camp. And there's a little different focus there. Um, we focus on a lot of, there's choir type worship leading sessions, but the kids get to do guitar and um, art. I've done a graphic design elective, you've done skits and improv. So it's all these different aspects of worship for church service or any type of worship that the kids can lead at home. And they're, um, they teach or we teach and they learn a lot of skills that they can take back with them. So that's, that's a different approach, but it's been really good. It's been something that's needed. Okay. So I, I want to back up a little bit because there are a couple of things you said that gave me questions. Am I talking too fast and getting excited? I thought we could unpack. Well, I I anticipated that happening. This is a passionate topic for both of us. And I mean, it's it's our life now. So there's a lot there. Um, You know, at the risk of us getting sidetracked, derailed, you getting mad at me and us fighting tonight. um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. But there's a question that has to be asked in there because you brought up something that I think you know people are going to have questions about. So now keep in mind that I know, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people about this topic and um, in terms of, um, you know, making the decision to follow Christ mm-hmm. and, and when you do it. And so a lot of people, it's a like a vivid line in the sand, a moment. And they're like, yep, this happened. And I felt this and that's when I did it. And that's when everything changed. And then some people, it's not like they they have a vague memory of it and they just know that yeah the, you know at, around this time i just realized that you know this is what i needed in my life this is what christ did for me and you know and then it was a process and 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 i started to change and then it started to happen and um so i was just going to ask you a little bit more about that if you had any thoughts on that or any memory of it uh, maybe what you know the this the speaker was saying that year or or whatever yeah, I can't really remember. I just remember my counselor praying over me, but besides that, I don't really remember anything. Okay. Do you remember um, the counselor? Her name was Holly. Holly. Thank and, you, Holly. Yeah, Love you. I haven't had any contact with her, I don't think, since then. But Holly, if you're um, out there, if anyone knows Holly, <laughs> get her onto our social media, onto the podcast. <laughs> we need to talk to Holly. She made a big difference. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that and a thousand other people probably. Well, we don't have a thousand listeners yet. We just hit a hundred on the one episode today. Yeah. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. So thank you for everybody. Keep sharing. Like uh, getting new new people here, and this is exciting. So anyway, um, okay, yeah, I was curious on that because I, I've heard all sorts of different stories, and, and I know we've talked about it before. But, um, well, and like people have these like grand, like you said, like these grand moments, but anything in my walk, like I remember <coughs> it's like you said, been mostly a process. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of these big things just because I was like, oh, okay, that happened. And then I just continue and try to grow more. Well, like, it, and sorry for, for cutting you off. I okay. just, I, you just got me excited about something. I didn't know we were going to go this, this direction tonight, but um, because I know you and I have talked about this before, and but I know there's people listening on this that, um, and, and other people who are going to listen to this that, and maybe grew up in a church and they've, or or haven't, and they've they've come to camp or they've always heard about this and heard about, you know, other people's salvation stories and getting saved, and they don't have that great big moment 
or that mm-hmm. that story, that crisp testimony, you know, that big event. And I know there's insecurities that get created around that. And there's, you know, the devil will put thoughts in your head if you don't have that story of, well, are you really saved? Did you really, you didn't have this big changing moment in your life. Um, the, the devil doesn't get to determine that for you. You don't get to determine that. That's all Christ. And it's okay. Not everybody has a big traumatizing event to recover from in their life. Not everyone has that big awakening moment. Um, I like to think some of you, and I say some of you because I'm definitely not included in this. Um, I would include you in this. Some of you are smart enough to not need a big whack upside the head by the Lord to see what's up. And so, you know, I would say it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't obviously perfect. Still, I'm not perfect. But, you know, growing up where I relied heavily on my church family or the people I was surrounded by at camp to help me in that walk, like, um, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, cool, this happened. And then I'm a Christian. Like, it was just, okay, this is what I have to do. Like, it wasn't a hard decision at that point in my in my life for some reason. It just, I knew it was right and I knew what I needed to do. So so let's see if we can pick out just like one thing in your experience as a camper, um, you know, in those earlier years that like, man, this was the thing that was going to keep you coming back. Like, this facilitated change or, or was impactful in your experience? Oh, you caught me off guard with that one. I don't really know. Um, I mean, it's a lot of little moments, I think, just like that. Like, I can remember games we played. I can remember speakers <coughs> we had. I can, you know, it's just, I can't remember one particular moment that just like, you know, jumps to the front of the line just because it was all those little things that actually built over time for me. Um, and then hopefully that makes sense, but it wasn't yeah. like this big, you know, this was, this was it. This is the reason why I come back to camp. It was all these little things that I can look back now and go, Oh, that's why. But, so, you know, would it be fair to say that, you know, because I've, I've heard a lot of people before, you know, when we've been trying to get people to volunteer to council or to, you know, to serve in other capacities, that have you know been a little hesitant not sure if they're if they're qualified or if they if they'd be any good at it is it fair to say that the most important thing that kept you here were people just doing those little things to show love and affection one thousand percent yeah i mean i was just willing to serve starting when i was you know i took counselor training when i was 16 um and I was just willing to serve and be old enough at 16 the following summer to council. And I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. And it was um, my co-counselors at the time, the deans. And as I have aged and keep growing and keep being involved with camp, it's different people that have encouraged me along the way to do different things or, you know, get out of my comfort zone. And um, I have been told by several campers that I'm their favorite counselor and all that kind of thing, but makes sense. I always wanted you as a counselor. It's not the, yeah, <laughs> thanks. You can probably David Cohn's too, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he, um, or, um, I've been told that by, by many people, but really it's just because I was willing to serve. 
and I was willing to put my whole self into it to serve. And, you know, you don't have to be exceptionally gifted. God will use you no matter what your gifts mm. are. And if he wants you Come to on. be there and if he wants you to make a difference in somebody's life, he will put you in that spot. It doesn't matter if you're, I mean, you came to senior music camp with minimal music background. <laughs> I mean, you had no band experience really. Like you played a little bit in elementary school, but um, you were just willing to serve and that makes a big difference too. So that led me to one of the other questions I had um, earlier on in this. Do you think that when you made the leap into being a counselor, did you become a counselor because you didn't want to outgrow being here at Bay Shore and the experience you had as a camper? Or did you do it out of a obligation to serve? Or did you just feel like it was really cool to be a counselor and you wanted to be that? Like I, I, I don't think it was any of that. I think it was just wanting to give back because there's so many people that gave the opportunity to me and were role models in my life in that capacity as being a counselor. Cause I wouldn't have had the same camp experience if I wouldn't have had good counselors. So I wanted to give back to the campers that were coming here and let or have, let them have the same experience that I had as a camper and try to get, you know, them more involved in the ministry. And even if it's not here, like their home churches or, whatever they decide to do in their life. Like if they remember me or remember you or remember something that, you know, we did as a camp, that's, that's a lifetime core memory. And that, that's a pretty cool thing to have. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think that that really nails, you know, what we need to be and what we need to be looking for. And so um, any of our current counselors that may listen to this, I think what we've heard um, or if you're still a camper and you're thinking about being a counselor, the you know the reason to be a counselor is because you feel called to serve, and because you want to, you know, be everything for other campers that you loved about camp, mm-hmm. and yeah. not because you miss being a camper. That's not the reason no, to do it. Really, I've had a better ex- like I had a good experience as a camper, but I've had better experiences and better memories serving as a counselor. Well, yeah, I mean, than I did as a camper, this, you know, learning how to be a counselor and, and, and practically serving in the ministry, which is, is what this is is an opportunity to do um, shapes and molds you as a Christian and as a leader and and the church and the workplace and and so many areas. So I I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. So let's speculate for a minute before we get too far. Man, this this one's disappearing on us. There's it's so much more I want to do. Might want to do an, an but uh, today or bonus. Um, let's speculate. What would be different about life without Bayshore? If it, if Bayshore never happened for you, a, a lot. Like I made a lot of <coughs> life decisions here. Like I've made, um, you know, relationship decisions. I've made you know, career decisions, the feeling, the calling to go to ministry school, like seminary and going to ministry. Um, there's a lot of things that happened here and not just because of the faith walk too, but it's that one thing that I knew was stable in my life every year, even if everything else changed, like I always had camp. And it was one of those things that, you know, I remember one year besides the year that we um, took a year off to get married and, you know, do all that stuff. Wow. But, um, Twisted priority. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there was one year that I um, went on a conference because I was um, part of the conference year through the United Methodist Church, and I was chosen to go on a trip down to North Carolina, I believe it was, and it fell the same week as senior music, and I was completely devastated. Um, I chose to go on the trip because I was one of seven that were that was picked to go on this trip, so it was like a really big deal. Um, but I remember being completely devastated that it fell on the week of of senior music and I couldn't go. I, I was here as a counselor for junior music, but to miss out on that, um, miss out on that um, experience, I think it was uh, 2007. So it actually happened to be the year, I think right before we started dating. Um, but it's, it's a big thing. Like if you don't have, or if I didn't have camp, I felt off. I felt like I wasn't home, mm. you know? Um, it's just one of those things that kind of reset me throughout the year and it's just something I needed. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, I got a couple of scriptures that you've already pretty much nailed and, and covering throughout this first 20 minutes. So I want to get to those. And, uh, of course we're going to pray for all of you. Um, but we want to talk about a couple of things quick. One, um, as you've seen on the social media, if you followed it, perfect in love with John and Kim, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, we're working on hats and t-shirts. Those are those are going to be on their way. Um, we haven't really figured out if, if we're going to have to charge for those yet as merch or if we're going to be able to do giveaways or what. Still sorting out those details. But those are coming. Um, here's my thought. Next week, we're going to pick up the same topic because there's a lot more to unpack. And there's a lot of things um, scripture tied to this, which there should be, as that's the ministry here is uh, and we'll get into the camp's mission and more about the camp i think mm -hmm. um but if there's things that you want to hear about either of our stories anything that pertains to the camp or how we felt called here um shoot us questions yep. um mm -hmm. you know text us hit us on social media however you want to do that and uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get to those we're also looking at um, getting a couple of stories from other people who have been involved at the camp and uh, maybe have a couple of guests on future podcasts. So um, if you think that's something that would be good for you and you'd like to be a part of, let us know on that too. So um, on that note, can you recap your story in like three minutes? No, okay. that's going to have to be the next one. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll end up way over and I don't want to forget the scripture and where I don't want to not pray. Okay. So um, Galatians chapter five, 13, for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. I think that I just screams what you talked about in your story with why you kept coming back and why you chose to serve. Also in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God gave us the ultimate gift. We are to give through love to one another and showing and love showing yeah. love <coughs> let's pray father thank you so much for this opportunity this platform to uh, speak to those that already know you and to those who may not know you yet i ask lord that you give courage to those who don't know you to reach out um, to help us to pray with them and to find you and to seek you and to know who you are and what you've gifted us Lord, um, it's such a broken, scary world that we live in, and it gets scarier every day. Just give that courage there. Let let your your voice be heard to them. And to those that know you, 
give them the courage to um, share that gift that they've been given and that they've accepted and to love one another and to serve because of that. Um, we ask that you extend health to each and every person listening and their families and protect them and just to kick Satan right to the curb, Lord. Um, in your name we pray all these things. Amen. Well, folks, happy Halloween. Um, next time we talk to you, it'll be November. And uh, if you're listeners from international or, or India or Czech Republic person or, or whoever, <laughs> please reach out. Tell us if it's if November and December is terrible there as they are here. Which having people from cold. different countries listen is really cool. That's neat. So um, continue to share this. Tell your friends. Um, you know, give us some feedback. Just Tell us that you're listening so we know who's out there and who we're talking to. And if you guys can do us a huge favor, even on Spotify or now we're on Apple Podcast, um, leave a review, um, preferably a good one, <laughs> um, and give us some, some uh, star ratings and leave some feedback on there about the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. That way it it um, pops up quicker for us and more people can hear what yeah, we have to say. Especially if you like it and you want others to hear it, that helps the uh, the show get found. So mm-hmm. uh, please do that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us a half hour of your time every week. Um, but we want to hear from you and we love you and we, we pray for you uh, on the daily. So uh, stay safe out there and have a wonderful night. Good night, guys.